I wish I had a better rhyme with Nick. <laughs> with but Nick, I, man, it can only it just get goes south. It can only quick. get worse from there. Oh, Nick and Quick. There we go. Quick Nick. Boom. That is the opposite of what I am. Brand Flakes is a bi-weekly podcast where we talk to entrepreneurs, brand starters, movers and shakers around the Kalamazoo area that have stories, whether they're of successes and failures, and typically we have a beer or two in the meantime. Or three, so welcome to Brand Flakes. So trying to make this sound a lot more personal, even though I'm, I'm reading from this. Uh, <laughs> so Sarah Lee uh, is our guest today. She's a graduate of the Leadership Kalamazoo program and the founder of both Kalamazoo Social Media Week, Social Media Week and Tweet Up Kalamazoo. She currently co-leads the Southwest Michigan Journalism Collaborative, is the Director of Marketing Communications at the Kalamazoo Community Foundation, um, is super passionate about fostering meaningful connections amongst community members is, uh, as I'm sure you know, if you've met her at all, she is definitely one of those people that has a lot of hands and a lot of things um, in always a very genuine way. Super excited to talk more about like a lot of the brands that you've started, um, a lot of the things that you have kind of uh, founded and then either let go or brought more people into. I know that's kind of a hard thing to do as an entrepreneur. I feel like a slacker after that uh, bio. <laughs> no, yeah. she's, oh no, there's more. Legitimately. There's more. Oh, Because yeah, no, this is the thing. Like Let we're not limited. over in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> we're not limited to talking about just what you're currently doing. Um, Some of the past roles that Sarah has led was director of marketing and communications for Kaz- Kalamazoo Regional Chamber of Commerce. I'm gonna do that again. I'm just Nick. Am I out of control? When did you write this? This is long. No, no, this isn't. You can cut out all of this. No, I don't mean like this is long for the thing. No, Sarah sent it over, and she's like, "Oh my god, you can use any or none of this." And I'm just like, "This is." She's done more life than I have. I know. (laughs) So I was just amazed. I was like, "I've been with you most of the time." You. When did you write this? (laughs) (laughs) I wait. I waited until you were, uh, yeah, over in the corner playing with your sound equipment. But um. But yeah, so she used to be the Director of Marketing and Communications for Kalamazoo Regional Chamber of Commerce, as well as Kalamazoo Wings and Greenleaf Hospitality Group. So a lot of experience all over the board. Um, so like, Sarah. Like big time experience, not like Aww. I had a jam and I wanted to bring it to the market. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that is that is the most structured I get to be all podcast and I'm excited to put the phone down and actually talk to you as a person like this was stressful I don't like bringing the guest like I love that you're here but I don't like that so um yeah how have things been I mean working at community foundation we've been focusing a lot on um a lot of racial justice issues and the movement for black lives that's taking mm-hmm. place right now so uh it's a lot of heavy issues but very important issues in our history uh country's history right now so okay. Sarah w- w- when I first became aware of you like you were doing like social media week or maybe it was even a, a, a Twitter. I was trying to remember how we up. met. But, but it, was, it was way before I even had a brand. Like you were doing social media before like social media was the marketing thing. Like yeah. how, how did you fall into that or fall ass backwards into that or, or what happened? 
You know, that's interesting. Um, social media was started most, or at least my my love affair with social media began when I was working at the Chamber of Commerce. And all, it started with just attending a, a random tweet up that nobody remembers now. The mm. people who were there, like Eric Schmidt, was like, I don't remember this thing. Did we go to this thing? It was at the Park Street Center? Who hosted this? So nobody remembers. Everybody only remembers Tweet Up Kalamazoo, which is great branding. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, uh, it started out as a job, and then it turned into something fun. Because what was like a job? Like you were being paid for the job? or, or Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I kind of carved it out myself. I said, well, there's all these great opportunities to grow the chamber brand and connecting businesses. It makes sense. I, I kind of made the business case for it yeah. and had very trusting uh, supervisors who were like, <laughs> hmm, okay. And, and where, where were you working at that time? It was the chamber, chamber of chamber. commerce. Okay. okay. Yeah. So uh, a lot of the things that we were doing were networking based with Chamber. So I said, how about taking those online? There's these great opportunities with LinkedIn and LinkedIn is, you know, has his weird quirks. But I think LinkedIn's great. Oh. Nick, Nick and I have a vendetta <laughs> okay. about that. Let's be I'm real. Sure we'll get into I'm that sorry. at some point. No. Anyway. Hey, there's a long conversation about every social media platform. I mean, <laughs> has anyone seen Social Dilemma yet? No. Oh. No. See? No. I've heard a lot of things about it and I'm terrified. To watch it because at that point i think i know that i have a decision to make one way or the other of mm. whether or not i'm a robot that's true that's the, that's the reaction people are having right now when they watch um this is on netflix once you watch it you're like do i really want to be on social media anymore and and you're asking that question as an individual and a business like oh. how do i want to keep going on especially around data privacy yeah yeah definitely. yeah that's a that's a big one yeah I, mm -hmm. I think we all learned that a couple of years ago when it became uh, just as public as it possibly could be, how much data they legally could get from your social media accounts. I, I learn it every day when, when my wife searches something on her computer and it pops up on my Instagram <laughs> feed. I'm like, that's what you're looking at. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now I know you're planning on bringing a cat home. Today. <laughs> it's funny. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I was talking to my dad over the weekend about you know like being in marketing and everything. I was just telling him like yeah a lot of these things that you're like it, it's not a conspiracy theory. A lot of these things they're real. Like your microphone is probably listening to you. Like that's not just as scary. It's scary for sure, but it's real. You gave that and app a permission at one. Point I know. Is and I listening forever. I, I literally demonstrated with him. I was like you sh you tell me what you have been looking at. And he showed me what he was looking at. He said it. It was like a tag hewer watch or something like that. And then I typed the letter T into my Google and a tag hewer popped up and I've never searched that before. And I'm, wow. I, here's your proof yeah. right there. Which I, I guess I, I want to say like I know a lot of people have problems with it. I'm okay with it. Well, as a marketing person yourself, I, I, I am. Like, you I, have to I'm understand. Totally okay with it. Like, you have perks from I it. I don't have anything that I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> sure. Show me the latest sale at, I'm not going to. I was gonna say, what are you searching? Because it'll show up in your in your ads later after this podcast. So, Sarah, I'm personally curious because I never actually heard the story, and I know this is how I got to know you so well, and this is how I think um, <laughs> the other two probably also got to know you a little bit better. How did Social Media Week itself actually get started? Oh my gosh, that's like ten years ago now. Come We're not that it. old, no. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if you think about it as a brand, it's it's pretty old. Um, not to say that's bad, but it's just well, like, and it's all been the things a, that have happened in yeah. social in 
10 years. It's crazy. Yeah. Technology has changed the way how things work, how we use it, and everything that's blowing up right now. Um, how it started, gosh, I can't, you know, it started out as more of a, an idea because we said, hey, all these other cities are doing social media week and we've got Tweet Up Kalamazoo. We've got following. We can do this. And we started out as like a multi-day event thing. So we had lunch and learns. We had networking events. And we were trying to show people how to use social media for your business by just doing it. And people were excited. We had a following, but it was more consumers than businesses. And then finally, after a couple of years, we decided to pivot more to educational learning about businesses using social media for their uh, products, businesses, connections, etc. So that shift happened maybe more intentionally within the last four to five years, just because that was the demand we were getting from surveys. Every time we talked to people, they said, I love the connections I've made. I learned a lot. And you bring a lot of really cool speakers, like people we've never heard of, and also mm -hmm. just hearing from people who are locally doing great work. I mean, Jared has spoken to at a couple of our social media week <laughs> events. I have. I, I don't know how much it resonated, but yeah, it's it's always fun to get into the community and, and see what, um, you know, everyone's going through the same thing, no matter what industry or a price point you're at. And they all want to connect. They all want to connect with their consumer. And so it's really, that was for us really helpful um, to be able to either commiserate and it's kind of like this <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Like everyone's experiencing the same thing. So it's really helpful to, to connect with big ideas and um, just kind of go, well, that never works. <laughs> yeah, I think the best part of Social Media Week for me when we when we first started getting involved in it was the standpoint of people that you've been looking up to their businesses for so long. And mm -hmm. like Jarrett came up to me on one Social Media Week, just started talking like we'd been friends forever. And I'm like, is he kind of wait, a celebrity? Wait, wait, we, we were not friends <laughs> no, we were always for sure. Jeremy, yeah, we have, we have theories sure we actually. That's why I've had theories about the first time we met you because neither of us actually know when it was. And I know for me, kind of operate that way. Like I remember because for me, it was when we first moved in. I came back from something, and I remember you were like at the sink. We moved into the office complex. You were downstairs, and I like walked past the sink, and you're like, "Oh, hey, Nick, what's up?" I was like, no, I met you before that. Dude, no, Did I you? met Jared at the sink. Are you stealing my story? Are you no. stealing my story about Esther and I brushed our teeth together. We did. We bonded over a post-lunch teeth brushing. No, I. That's I, gross. I, <laughs> no, that's clean. I'm sorry it's, that you don't have the same passion for oral hygiene that the rest of us do, Nick. But I respect your. Priorities. No, I. Uh, the thing is, no one remembers how every. Um, I mean, I really don't remember how I met a lot of people, and. <laughs> this could be for various reasons, but is it I think because this is a drinking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it could be, but I think a lot of people don't remember that either because it's incremental. It's not like one big bang thing. Mm -hmm. It's you see somebody here, you admire this, you do this, you meet them at a networking event, and I think that um, the four of us. I mean, Sarah, I don't remember the first time I met you, mm -hmm. but we met. I know. <laughs> Esther, we've met. It was the sink, but yes. It was the sink. I think it's Nick, that sink. Uh, we've never... Hi, I'm Jared. <laughs> I don't think you've ever introduced yourself to me. Hi. Once. Jared Blackman. Damn you... handsome grooming. Oh, co. that's how you pronounce it? 
you know, it's not what you did, but how you make people feel. Mm. And that's what really connects us. So we might forget how we first met, uh, unlike the sink story. But, you know, I, I have warm feelings with all of you around this Aww. table. Or I think I do remember how, how I met you. Socially though. distanced table, yes. I think so. <laughs> it's awkward. It was behind a computer screen, probably. I think it was no, bad. No, it was through a bedroom window. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, Scandalous. I think it was really stressful. Exactly. Really? Oh, was this the output thing? I think this is when I owed you like 120 outputs in like, <laughs> in like two weeks. What is an and, output? Uh, for okay. for everyone who doesn't know, I, including yeah, uh, obviously yeah. Esther. So it was it was like <laughs> what, back, what is an output <laughs> back in the yeah. Oh, and, this is pre Esther. Right? Yeah, this is yeah. pre Esther. Yeah. This is this is when I was a solo person. All in. So as a designer, which I wasn't at the time, who was doing design work. Um, <laughs> which every that's how which, every designer. I, so I need to set the stage for this. This was not at Elemental. This was at a previous media marketing agency. This was at a previous marketing agency. Yeah, where Nick and I met. I've I've got an entire circular, <laughs> like why, you know, like rainbows exist at the end of this. You know, okay. like that's okay. So I'm excited for the completion yeah. of the story. <laughs> you know, like why the pot of gold is real. That's like what I'm getting at. So the with these outputs, you know, you get you're in the creative world, and for some reason, it's it's as if you were a chef, and people are like you can cook, can you like farm too? Yeah, that's <laughs> how creativity is. They're like, oh, you can do videos, so you must be able to like do design. And you're at, in the creative world, you're kind of, I guess, because there's, I don't know what else to do. You told me I could, so I feel the yeah. need to impress you. So basically, with design, <laughs> usually when you just make a design, but pretty, you can't just throw it out to a billboard or a social media post or whatever you're putting at, and it looks good. It'll look weird in different formats. So you have to make a specific <laughs> output yeah. per thing. So we had to do, it was billboard, Facebook, Instagram, the sign outside of K-Wings? Mm -hmm. And was it the... Uh, what's the name of the thing in the middle of the ice rink? Oh, the Jumbotron? Yeah. It, I think How could you... That's the coolest name for any output I wanted ever. to say How the Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was wrong. Megatron. <laughs> but, so it's those five, and you think, like, that's not too bad. It's just, like, move some things around. But when you say that there's 36 weeks worth of designs times five, and it has to be done in two weeks with approvals and everything... So that's what I was in when I met Sarah, and I'm pretty sure the way we met was basically I was just like sitting at my computer, <laughs> really stressed out, and she just came in and was like kindly like, hey, how's the designs coming? As I was like, how are the designs coming? <laughs> I don't know. How are they coming? That's so funny that, that you remember that as our first encounter. I mean, yeah. our real first encounter was photography. Remember you did that photo shoot of the goalie? Oh, that's that right. That was the best photo shoot I forgot shoot about ever. that. That's still one of my favorite photos I've ever taken. I think it's still up there at Wings Event they Center. Took I haven't, they took it down. I, they took it down. Oh, my I was, God. We, we were just there scouting for something in February or, or March. It was obviously, yeah, before March. Before <laughs> yeah. March. It was the first time I've been in there, and it was down, and it broke my heart. <laughs> well, he did retire. So Nick, that's Nick actually the talked to the man that was still in charge of all of that, and he tried to convince him to put it back up. I did. While we were there scouting for a different project. You know, you should have asked, like, do they the still have it? <laughs> it's like, hey, man, yeah. so here's a crisp $20 bill. So back, <laughs> But back to social media week. So <laughs> you kind of started that in a company you were already working for, mm -hmm. and they, they said, yeah, let's... Yeah, no, this is called the site hustle, right? Yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying is TweetUp was for 
the original organization that you worked for, but then Social Media Week was kind of your own, that was your baby. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, how, um, was it, were you the only one at the time when it started? Because I know you had kind of people no, that came in. we had a in. lot of different partners, different people who've come in and gone and, and a lot of it is about having different vision for what it should be. Um, and also I found myself doing most of the work or trying to find people to like, hey, join this committee. Hey, help us with this. Hey, do this. So uh, I became the epicenter of it. But that's kind of what you're great at. You're kind of great at being that that driving force. Yeah, but I don't want to sound like I'm so full of myself. No, no, <laughs> I, so I don't think it comes off like that at all. Like, that. like, I think you're you're just this this light that people will flock to or follow. Oh, thank you. That's yeah, I, I really believe that. Oh, yeah, your strength is definitely like obviously you have a lot of things. That's why your resume is so long. Your introduction <laughs> is incredibly long because there are a lot of things that you're really good at. But I feel like people are naturally gravitating towards what you have going on and what you're passionate about. I know personally, when I heard about Social Media Week, I wanted to immediately get involved on a volunteer basis um i think it was just first event photography or whatever it ended up um Mm -hmm. being but just knowing that it was something that was bigger than just myself or you um but it was something that you had created and it brought a lot of different members of the community together um and and a lot of awards who's won an award okay (laughs) jared yes who's won two okay jared who nominated (laughs) you uh, oh, that's a good question. Probably my wife. <laughs> I, I, I can confirm that it wasn't his wife or him. It was oh. someone else. Oh. That I can confirm. Did did you invite Sarah here? Now I'm questioning <laughs> if she's I even did. my guest. <laughs> but no, so that no, that actually nominate. that leads me back to my original story, but how we got into the rainbow story of Nick and his outputs and Not all of that. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but when I first met Jared at Social Media Week, which was, I think, I'd met you one time at the sink before that. So this was maybe a second <laughs> meeting. But you were wearing the coolest boat shoes. And, like, you and your wife were both dressed to the nines. And you were just carrying on a conversation like, like nobody's business. And at that point, everyone had known about the Facebook connections and mm. about um, apparently Martha Stewart. <laughs> and all of the really cool avenues that your business has gone down. Keep and, going. Keep going. <laughs> and I felt very much like I was meeting a local celebrity. And I think that's the cool part about Social Media Week is is you get a lot of people there that are meeting on a common ground mm-hmm. that are saying, I also have a local brand. This is something I've been doing. These are all the things we have in common rather than, oh, I'm so far above you. This is I've achieved so yeah. much more than you. You should listen to me speak as a keynote. It was always the networking events where you got to learn from people who've even been in it less than you, but they have different experiences and everyone feels like they have things that they can pick up from each other. It's very unifying. I love that about both Social Media Week and the community around Kalamazoo. Yeah, I was going to say, it's it's probably the na- the culture of this community. They're so welcoming. I mean, think about when you're growing something, people have always, you, you can think of several people who have reached out to you and say, here, I've done this before. Let me help you with this mm-hmm. or let me connect you with somebody. Uh, people are just so helpful. And I don't know if it's a Midwest culture thing or <laughs> is it unique to Kalamazoo, but I think that's that's what's so special about this place. And if we bring it back to social media, we, I think that's what makes it special. One of our keynotes, um, I asked her really randomly. This was probably last year. We took her out to dinner and she said, I asked her like, so compared to all the other social media weeks and digital summits you've ever been to. She, Cause she works the circuit. She's been to all of them. Mm-hmm. 
I said, what do you think of ours? Just, you know, point blank. What do you think? And she said, you know, it's not as big, but one thing you have that a lot of them don't have is community building. I think that's Kalamazoo right there. It's not as big, but Mm -hmm. what you have is... yeah. Everybody just got to the pot of gold before I could. Oh, <laughs> Nick, bring it back oh. to the pot of gold. Yes. What I was going to say with it <laughs> is it's it's really weird how you can meet people, not really realize you met them, and then in two years, that's the person who is giving you probably or possibly the biggest job or opportunity you've ever had. You yeah. know? Yeah. Absolutely. And the amount of times I know that's happened for, for us where it's somebody who in passing might have been someone like, oh, hey. John, you know, that's the only thing we had with them. They were like, hey, this is Bob, you know, and you're like, shake their hand, and that's the end of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And then in two years, that person is thinking of you still, or you're thinking of them, or whatever, and that that we're, the community is just so helpful, and that's why I thought of Social Media Week specifically. Mm-hmm. I think this podcast is an example of that, because we've passed each other how many times, and then we were moving out of the space below here and Mm -hmm. we decided to have a beer afterwards and it just spiraled i think that beer lasted four hours we're sorry everybody (laughs) this is what came about yeah and i love it um sarah i think partially selfishly because we were all in such a weird place this year but i wanted specifically to bring you on because i know through Social Media Week, which was supposed to happen in March of this year, mm-hmm. which uh, was, you know, whenever anyone mentions March 2020 now, we all we all kind of like shudder a little bit. But how were you able to take what was a very large in-person close connections event and make it something that is still appropriate and valuable to the year 2020? I have to give credit to the core team that's working on this. Because when we heard about all the different events closing, all the different venues were closing, we made a really tough decision early um, for the safety of everyone. But it took us a while to figure it out because we didn't know when anything would reopen. We didn't know the state of COVID-19. And we finally said, it's social media. It's about digital platforms. Why don't we go virtual, you know? And so when we went virtual, we said, you know, okay, we, we're learning from everybody. That's really our MO. We start learning from everybody else who had events, conferences, the worst case scenarios. So we decided to do it this October, every Wednesday from 9 a.m. to 12, and um, parse out what we can. Because some of our speakers ended up not coming back because they had different life changes. You know, uh, the pandemic has affected everybody's business in different ways. So sure. some people didn't come back. But those who came back were so grateful. Um, and they're willing to adapt their programming. And the partnerships that we have through our core team and our different subcommittees in partnership have helped develop this new idea of like how we could do this. So we're doing this for the first time in October. We'll let you know how it goes. If it goes really well, I think the core team was saying, why didn't we do this in the first place? I've actually heard that uh, Nick and I both have from a lot of different businesses in the year 2020 is it's a lot of hard change that forces you to make decisions in a very short amount of time. But a lot of people that have come out of it and thought, well, my goodness, this is amazing. Like, Mm -hmm. this is so much better than what I would have come up with on my own. And I'm probably going to keep doing this for the rest of time. Um, so yeah, to think of social media as living on a virtual platform, it does kind of make a lot of sense, but uh, 
But yeah, I guess I how are how are you dealing with the planning of everything when it's typically, you know, you have an in-person meeting and everyone is mm. able to share ideas fluidly and all of that. Um I'll share something personal. So I don't know if you know this, and maybe some of you do know. Uh, my father passed away in May of this year, mm-hmm. and he's in Malaysia, and my whole family's there. So one Sorry of the to hear that. yeah, yeah. Um, it was awkward, and it also impacted my work decision making. I think what I appreciated through this grieving process is allowing space and grace for every meeting that we are having whether it's work related social media week one-on-one check-ins just to connect and you know coming back to that point um so yeah things that float fluidly i think now is just giving each other that kind of understanding like things are not normal things are hard let's be okay with that um and then do the best that we can because that's what we're all eventually doing is doing the best that we can in a in a situation that there's no playbook there's no guidelines other than the CDC guidelines to wear your mask and wash your hands. <laughs> uh, but other than that, we don't have a playbook. We don't know what this is like, yeah. you know. So I think those are the key criteria of just make space for people who need to just express this anxiety, distress, the everything that just drives you insane of this moment. But also that camaraderie of like, I get it. Because every person you talk to about all these different things, you're like, I get it. And don't worry about it. Like, you know, it's okay. We will be fine. And that just sounds great. It just reminds me of a, what is that a book called? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Everything's going to be okay. Classic. Yeah. yeah. This okay. is the year that you you did feel like dolphins were going to come. And yes. you were like, the world's probably ending. There will be dolphins. I, I didn't read yeah. that I'm book. missing my towel. <laughs> I don't get any of these references. Nick, got I didn't read okay, it. Okay, so I actually have social questions. I'm ready. Is, is that okay? Not not for you. Okay. For <laughs> I'm ready to listen. Um, okay, Sarah, what is your um the like the the thing you're excited about the most in social right now? So I think in Kalamazoo, we all kind of look to you for like what's going on? Like what what's the the thing that is happening now for business that can um, amplify them or that can um, help them tell their 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 story or mm-hmm. their share their content. I think what I'm seeing right now in the social media sphere, especially locally, is people rethinking their strategy. Mm. What was once like just let's just post and see what happens. Let's just like randomly take things in the store and then push it out there and hopefully people will engage with it. So now people are rethinking that process and saying, you know, these random posts are not really ideal. Mm -hmm. We need to think about like, what do people want to see? Especially right now where if you're working from home, you're probably engaging with social media more or you've decided to check out, you know, the the extremes. For sure. And there's so much content out there. Think about all the political ads that you didn't expect to be showing up, the conversations that are (laughs) happening. Think about businesses trying to break through all of that dialogue. So now they have to rethink, like, the relationship that they're having with their audiences. I mean, one of the things you, you were talking about earlier, once again, keyword, I feel like this is the, the word of the day, connecting. Out of gold. Right? <laughs> How do you... <laughs> Rainbows. There's a rainbow. You gotta... Can we make gotta it con- a, a gif? We um, might have to make a rainbow gif now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna be Nick's connecting. face saying, 
pot of gold. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm curious with that, because I I totally agree with people doing, the randomness seems to be gone Mm -hmm. or or not as noticeable. I don't think I actually realized that until you just said that. Mm -hmm. Because everyone feels like they have a direction that they're going or like a formula they're trying to follow or something is there when you say that is there anything you have specifically in mind that you can tact that you're noticing with that formula like any trends that are i don't know, overplayed at all or anything that's just what, very obvious what nick is really saying is what's the secret <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is no secret really it's more about just I hate to keep saying this, connecting with your audience because, okay, so why do we connect with our audience? What is it that our audience love about us, right? Your brand or whatever it is that you're representing. It's about they if they trust you, right? Mm-hmm. Do they trust your content? <laughs> de- oh, whoa. It finally happened. I joked on my beer. But um, until you mentioned it, I didn't notice how much of, it was essentially the lack of filler content that Mm. I've been seeing. It's so much more Mm. people that are giving either very strategic information, like this is the time we're open, this is what we have to offer you, please come by and see us, or people Mm -hmm. that are essentially throwing out any uh, any mask of what would have been their social perception. They're like, nope, this is actually who we are. You either are super about it right now or you're not, but we need to do something drastic in order to stick out in your mind and in all of the content that's being put out right now mm-hmm. um yeah and w- w- what i've really noticed is that um you know like the editorial style is gone and it, whether it's a, a person like nick and and esther do this really well where they are kind of their brand and they bring people in through through themselves or whether you're a brand and um you've just kind of gone raw a little mm-hmm. bit which is actually really what this started out as. Uh, so I've really noticed a resurgence in in kind of people just going, here's what it is, Here, you know, like, here's my day, here's our shop. The connection is stronger in, in the brands that don't have that sort of tight connection are, are getting lost a little bit. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think just pe- speaking from a purely personal standpoint when we decided that we wanted to just show people a more personal authentic side of what our business looked like during quarantine it was partially just out of desperation because you don't have the workplace that you're used to everyone is working from home everyone is separate so how do you bring that together in a way that is still very brand appropriate and something that people want to interact with and so our quarantine video um that was probably both the most awkward and the best well-received thing we ever did, which uh, I guess that's a lesson <laughs> for for just being as awkward as possible. I say, is Nick is the quarantine video sneaking into mm-hmm. his chair? Well, <laughs> <laughs> we we kind of talked about this last episode, but um, it's the difference between like being your like living your brand, which you guys do, and which we don't have that luxury. For damn handsome, where we're, I'm not the brand. Bridget is it just because Bridget doesn't have a beard that's good enough? Oh, she's got a great beard. Um, <laughs> oh, she's gonna kill me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, um, you can't ask me to edit that out this time. But like, if I was a barber, right, and it started a brand called Damn Handsome, that would be a different buy-in. Um, and what we're seeing now is like the buy-in that you guys have. And um, 
the the brands that are coming out stronger have that buy-in where it's people, not companies. You just are naturally awkward. You don't have to fake being awkward. Yeah, well, the, your words, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I kind of feel like, because I, I, there were multiple trends in people's perceptions and marketing of their own companies for a while where it was be as cool as you possibly can be so people want to be mm-hmm. like you is what it felt like to me. I don't know. I, I, It started to become very ingenuine, and when there was only just a wall of that, it nothing stood apart because everybody was super super cool apparently (laughs) and and that just isn't (laughs) you know what i mean but like just everybody had that image no i agree you know the the one social account that i really like to follow is gorilla gourmet Mm -hmm. because it's raw like it is what it is Mm -hmm. and um they're not trying to go through an app they're not trying to, to to filter something and uh, I really appreciate that. That's genuine to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's kind of, I I feel as if a lot of people who aren't in the small business world see businesses, not celebrities is the wrong word because I, I don't feel that way, but I feel like they see businesses as still this thing that is a public sphere when they might not feel that they are part of the same public sphere in a way. And I feel like when you can actually meet the person behind a company and you get the same effect while meeting them as you do while seeing them it's so much more rewarding and you create such a better experience Mm -hmm. and you want to buy their product or their service or whatever it is so much more because you're you know that they're honest Mm -hmm. and that almost makes it feel as if you know like let's say with your products when you you know everything you say about your products jared at jared (laughs) (laughs) you know it's meeting you in person it you know that it's not just a bunch of of bullshit that you're writing you know you know it's true (laughs) And it's that thing where when you meet some people, you know, like let's say the like Walmart brands, mm. they're like 100% perfect, good for your life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> soothes your skin and your ego. You get better at everything. Mm-hmm. And you just don't believe it. You just know it's not true. Mm-hmm. So well, I think really what's happening, and maybe Sarah, you, you might uh, agree or disagree, but like social is really kind of mimicking what brick and mortar was where you have that intimate connection. And at first that happened with social and then it blew up mm-hmm. and people really took advantage of it Right, where uh, everything was polished and everything started to look at like a magazine again. Mm-hmm. But now I kind of feel like we're getting back to that where your representation on social has to match reality. Mm-hmm. And the more it does, the the better it is. And so it's it's less about filters and it's more about um, truth and content. Mm-hmm. No, that that's very true. I think I think it's also in response to audience. You know, right now we're done with the overly made up, the overly like polished look. I mean, you know, there's nothing against polished stuff. It's just some people just want give me something real Mm -hmm. so sarah just because this podcast is once again like we wanted this to be something that felt like in the year 2020 as close as you could get to a happy hour where you're talking with colleagues Mm -hmm. and people that are able to share things candidly um and so a huge part of it is sharing failures as well as successes (laughs) so i would love to hear anything you have as far as what what were some surprising struggles maybe that came out of the creation of social media week and what were some hurdles that you weren't expecting 
There's so many. <laughs> you know, everything. <laughs> there's so many parts of it, um, especially with 10 years. Every year that we put something on, it's an iteration of improvement. And sometimes we take three steps forward and then end up taking two steps backwards. I mean, that's kind of the nature of the beast, though. Social media changes so much so frequently mm-hmm. that there's only... You can learn things from last year and it still doesn't even apply to right. the current year that you're putting it on. So you always have to be in a state of flexibility, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Sarah, is is it more about the tactics or is it more about bringing... Uh, people together and sharing (laughs) pots of gold yeah i I, you know the thing about social media week it's not so much about the um content because you know we already talked about technology and the content keeps changing a lot i think it's just the organizing the the bringing the people part together um that's been hard because i i can reflect back on the last 10 years where we have different iterations of volunteers and supporters who've come and gone and it's hard to keep doing something consistent mm-hmm. when people keep changing. Well, I really thought last year was really cool because um, I don't. I'm maybe I didn't go to any other um, happy hours before that, and but I went to the one last year, and mm. I w- actually was not drinking, which was great <laughs> because I was able to like completely take it in. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was really cool to have people. Um, you know, they had their badges on and mm-hmm. they were able to to come up and, and kind of ask questions before the seminars. Mm-hmm. And um, to, to me, that's what social is about, community. Mm-hmm. And you would see those same people the next day or the next couple days. Mm-hmm. And um, it was kind of like going to like a college orientation. <laughs> you know, like yeah. where you see there those people beer, like you're so. making your like Sunday. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really cool. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. No, that those are the magical moments. I, I keep calling them. Every time when you put two people together and all of a sudden, what oh, maybe more. Would you call it a connection? It is a connection. A pot of gold. A pot of gold. <laughs> Do you guys know Rainbows. what's at the end of a rainbow? <laughs> it's not leprechauns. <laughs> Just more water. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, no. Th- those are the magical moments where people connect. You know, from the day one, you start together. I think one of my favorite memories, this is not so much of the failure part, but uh, we learned a lot from this process, too, when we did the nonprofit challenge. I don't mm. know if you yep. were, but we brought in 10 different nonprofits and we broke people into different groups. And each group had to come up with like a marketing strategy or social media strategy really quickly for that nonprofit. And the brainstorming was awesome. And a lot of those groups fostered long-lasting friendships. The nonprofits took those strategies. They were so That's grateful great. for them. And uh, But one of the things we learned from that, so this is a failure story, is we heard a lot of good feedback from the nonprofits say, this is great. I love the engagement. We met a lot of different people. In fact, some of those people became volunteers at their nonprofits. Wow. Um, the, the, the negative side was we don't have capacity to implement the strategy. Right. So you're like, wah, wah, wah. Well, it's easy in a perfect world to say, hey, I have this great idea. It only takes you 10 staff members and three months mm. to do it. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't mm-hmm. you? Yeah. yeah, because we gave them strategy and we gave them money because the prize money was like $1,000. I mean, think about it. $1,000 to do a social media campaign. That's a lot of money. You could you do, do a lot of things. You do a good amount with that. Yeah. You do an amount with $10 and a photo of a dog. 
<laughs> True story. Uh, but yeah, the, but the thing is that if you don't have capacity, how are you going to make all those cool ideas come to pass, right? So out of the 10, maybe two or three were able to execute all the different ideas like to the T. Um, so when we tried to redo this, we were thinking, hey, maybe we should make some social media assets, make it more different instead of just strategy, just like create some tactics that they can actually take and run with it. With yeah. of those two or three, did you get any feedback on if the strategies were successful afterwards? Yes, we talked to one of the the winning strategies from I think this was two years ago. Was it First Issue Fund? Was it that one? Uh, First Issue Fund was last year, and then two years ago was Addison Neighborhood yeah. Association. Yeah, uh, both of them said they were very successful, and they were very uh, thankful for the the contribution of a thousand dollars towards their. Um, uh, overall campaign but more importantly the key thing they kept saying to us was like we met people we've never met before and they've never heard of us so this was a great opportunity to just promote their nonprofit. Um, some of them ended up recruiting new um, committee members for their marketing committees and I was like yay that is so <laughs> awesome okay so I, I have two quick questions mm. um, what was the just the, the biggest hurdle in social media week from the ages, like from start to, to last year. And two, who is your favorite Kalamazoo brand? Oh, no. <laughs> Jarrett looked me in the eyes. <laughs> he said that while Kalamazoo. staring me in the eyes. Like, Wow. Yeah, I, I, I locked you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a challenge that I was given. That, but that was a... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I can answer question number two. I can answer question number one first. Okay. And say, you know, the biggest hurdle is um, how do we keep this going? You know, I think about this is like the big picture person in me thinking about infrastructure. How do we keep it funded? How do we make sure we keep people engaged? It's like there's so many pieces to it. And literally, this is what keeps me up at night. I'm like, this is such a good product and people keep saying they want this. One year I decided to take a break and they said, when's this going to happen? I'm like, there's no break. You got to keep going. <laughs> you got to keep going. And so a lot of the work that we've been doing the last three to four years is sustainability. Mm-hmm. And one of the big things that we're shifting this year is the partnership with Kalamazoo Experiential Learning Center, which is a oh, wow. 501c3 nonprofit. They're actually going to take over the organizing and logistics of Kalamazoo Social Media Week, which is the big part of this event piece. It's like all the logistics that pull it. The scaling up. Yeah, yeah. And they've got the capacity for it and uh, allows us to find different revenue opportunities like grants as well. Um, So I'll be helping with the transition of that. But the core team continues to create all the different content pieces, the different subcommittees. I mean, we'll continue to have different people participate at different levels. And, and really, my second question, the, your favorite <laughs> Kalamazoo brand, I mean, soap brand, I mean, brand, <laughs> would be what? Oh, my gosh. You're really putting me on the spot, aren't you? I feel well, like you I either... know it's soap. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a candle or a lip balm. <laughs> For me, I, I think at this point... Um, in the year 2020 specifically, principal gets most of my money. And that is just because that is the only place I go out to eat. It's, it's, um, they have their patio and patios are the only thing I'm willing to patronize in the year 2020. And so they probably have all of my money at this point. Um, Nick, we know yours is rice. Uh, <laughs> they're the least. They're, I've, <laughs> no, it's $2 Nick, and you live for a year. Where do you spend your most money in Kalamazoo? Oh, man. In Kalamazoo, as in a Kalamazoo brand, or just in the city? 
well, those are two okay, different not answers. Like a grocery store, but like <laughs> I, a company, you know. Well, company would be Arby's probably. <laughs> okay, so this so this is a thing. This is a thing that I've noticed. <laughs> Nick has a tendency, as you get to know him, he will subliminally plant thoughts in your head. And it's a long con for sure, because when I first met Nick, I went to, as most people, I went to Arby's maybe once a year, because most people are not obsessed with Arby's, Nick. Don't you like that Arby's I, I need you to understand. And so, no, seriously, it's like every single time we'd be on set, and we had a lunch break, and we're like, where do we go for lunch? You know, there's Subway, there's a lot of quick options. There? Nick mm. would be like, you know what sounds, you know, Arby's, like the golden arches of Arby's, like, that sounds pretty solid, right? And if he... <laughs> This was golden arches. So our company just turned three Uh. years old. So for three years, he has been consistently planting the idea of Arby's in my head. And uh, and I didn't realize it until our employee, our first employee, Nate, started also volunteering the idea of Arby's. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is you've been doing this to all of us. You've been you've been slowly (laughs) planting the seeds of Arby's meats. In everyone's heads until until everyone is the only option they want is Arby's. And I'm really upset about it. But I could like totally go for a jalapeno roast beef slider right now. Okay, I'll go. Mm. I don't know the name of it. What the heck? It's <laughs> a terrible answer. <laughs> yes, I know, I know, I know. But I get it from Grubhub. It's a poke place on Drake. Oh, and it yeah. is the yeah. best. Maui Poke. Yes. If you are yeah. listening, please, please send me some something. They're, some sweet, sweet I've been there poke. once and they're awesome. Oh, mm-hmm. Twice a week, I get it. How yeah. do you order from them twice a week and not know the name of the restaurant? Well, because it's on Grubhub. <laughs> <laughs> Repeat. Oh, that's, that's yeah, fair. That's fair enough, We did actually. that just yeah. today. I think my, my real answer right now is probably Midtown Fresh, to be honest, mm. because they're mm-hmm. like right here. And mm-hmm. how do I not see you there? I live right. Really? Up the sh- I'm there like between kids and well, beer. I'm we, there like twice a day. We usually <laughs> have masks on, so you probably just don't know that you're seeing us. I'm a very different person with a mask on. <laughs> but yeah. because we go there normally, uh, especially pre-COVID, you know, they had their deli, which mm-hmm. was super mm-hmm. good there. And they're, mm-hmm. so we would go there almost daily for lunch. Mm-hmm. And then there was a last year specifically well we had so many projects going on that i was constantly here at the office till probably one or two in the morning mm-hmm. so i would just go and like grab a just like a six pack to accompany me while i was working till like two in the morning and then you know our neighbors like uh do you know the Caltone guys i don't know them personally but i have been following them on instagram like super cool dudes mm-hmm. so at Rye, some point you'll see a really great promotional video mm. I wonder who feet. made it <laughs> a year in the workings but so we you know there'd be times in the summer he'd just be here messing around at night and mm-hmm. then he'd see my light on and he'd just like tap on the window and be like what's going on so then we just hang out for a couple hours mm-hmm. so I think probably Midtown Fresh yeah for mine but now I we mean, have to start going back. a bit of a side tangent but oh. that is I think what I miss most about pre-COVID is how communal this space was here at Jericho how you had so many different businesses and different industries mm-hmm. and everyone had something that they could talk about you see someone out in the courtyard um, usually with a two-hearted I don't know <laughs> drinking culture is mm-hmm. big in Kalamazoo oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. but yeah usually you know everyone would be hanging out after work hours and mm-hmm. uh, you'd have industrial designers and you would have mechanics and mm-hmm. you would have people who make guitars and everyone would have something to be able to relate over with Mm -hmm. each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why social media is so important right now. Not to bring it back to that, Nick, if you'd like to 
connections. I mean, I, <laughs> I feel like. Is there a pot of gold? I don't know. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, if that's the only way that a lot of people feel safely able to connect with each other, I, I think it is important to be that much more genuine mm. on social media than before. It's not just a matter of like, let me show you my most perfect latte that I've ever made. It's like, <laughs> it's like I'm willing to post that I'm struggling right now because I know this is going to be relatable to somebody else. And mm-hmm. I know that that might be exactly what they need to hear. And if this is the only way I'm able to connect with them instead of, yeah, we did this over coffee in person, mm-hmm. then um, I actually think that might be a cool trend that comes out of what social media is in 2020. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, the the question kept changing from like, which is your favorite Kalamazoo brand to like, where are you spending your money in Kalamazoo? I know, that, those are like two different questions. I know. I know. And I consume a lot of social media, like content on like all the different platforms. Um, I, because Jarrett's not in the room, Elemental Media is my favorite. <laughs> He's probably going to come back and go like, he what did she that. say? And he's going to hear this in uh, in like a week when it's edited. <laughs> yeah, well, and also the other one that I really love, I don't know if most of you are following or not, uh, it's this whole, because you know Kalamazoo recently started like uh, opening up a lot of cannabis shops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's this brand I love following called Sugar House Social. Have I you heard of them? I haven't even heard of them and I'm going to. Yeah, let me look this it's up. It's really That's cool. a great name. It is. And it's focused on empowering women and smoking cannabis Mm. Uh, and i I learned this recently about how um the word marijuana is considered racially loaded so and it's actually started by someone locally here oh Uh, i found it gosh i'm gonna mess up her name it's melissa she started like um oh what's the brand handmade kalamazoo i guess Mm -hmm. no is that right? Uh, yeah. 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 And she started this whole entire company. The brand is clever. I love the content pieces. I guess for me as a as a woman, it's like she's creating content that relates to me about a taboo subject such as cannabis. A taboo meaning like, you know, there's always this perception of like, if you smoke this, would people view you as like, oh, this perception of like, you know, this is a gateway drug or something. There's so many PSAs out there about cannabis. Um, so it was interesting to read this um come across this content and I was like not only is it clever but it's also resonating with me on a different level of like these are methods that help you um control your pain and it's focused on CBD I I know this is a real off tangent from social media but in terms of consuming content yeah it's relatable it's likable and I trust them those are the key criteria in terms of like great social media content when you're connecting with your audience you want them to feel like I trust this brand. I like this person. I like the content. Yeah. Um, and this is who I'm going to go to for my information. So, Sarah, how how do you think um, Kalamazoo stacks up brand-wise with other communities or other areas? Because we all kind of feel like we're this is a special place. Like, we, we all feel like um, everyone really has something special to offer. You know, we've all lived other places and everyone's come back we had tj tj on last mm-hmm. uh episode and and he came to kalamazoo because of its community how, how do you think we stack up you know so one of the things esther mentioned earlier i'm originally from malaysia i came here for school um and i stayed here for a boy <laughs> <laughs> a boy a boy or a man a boy at the time and uh, now he's a man oh, no. <laughs> um so you know in in comparison every city and every community has something unique 
Mm. And Kalamazoo has something so special that to to coin a term or just put a finger on it, it's just it's impossible because yeah. there's so much diversity in this community, whether it's people, talent, thought, you know, the products that are coming out of this community. Um, it's so diverse. It's so unique. There's something for everybody, yeah. you know. And then the, one of the things we talked about is like Kalamazoo is small, but has this big town feel. And a lot of people have heard this before. Uh, and it's true, you know, yeah. it's like how you want to experience it, the pace, the uh, if you want arts, there's so much art out there. If you mm. want to experience like what entrepreneurial life is, hey, there's lots of entrepreneurs here you can connect with. So Kalamazoo mm. is a unique brand of its own. I think that's a really good point, too, is because I think a lot of people view entrepreneurship as this gigantic hurdle. that You mm. somehow have to be. Uh, super versed in business. You have to have a degree, something to be able to actually start a business. And I love that this specific community has so many different resources beyond mm -hmm. a college education. Um, I remember when I was going through like business, uh, I think it was actually specifically entrepreneurship classes when I was 16 and 17. Weird flex, and, but okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry that I planned ahead, <laughs> but um, but I remember John Schmidt at Michigan uh, Small Business Technology Development um, Are you at the name time. Dropping? I am. No, and everyone who knows him, they're like, so I love him a lot, and he's always uh, visible in the community. He's always like at the food truck rallies and in community events and things like that. But the fact that there are resources like that for a 16 year old, it's not people look down on you and they say, well, I'm pretty sure you should probably like get a generic degree in business and figure mm -hmm. yourself out before you try to start something that's bigger than you can handle. Mm -hmm. But it's actually a huge amount of people that are willing to share their knowledge and their, and their experience and genuinely support you and not just say, I wish you the best, but mm -hmm. give you feedback and sometimes yeah. harsh, like harsh truths that help you genuinely grow into something that's worth mm -hmm. doing. That's amazing. Yeah. It really is. To, to, to have that. To this I mean, day, I, I'm, I'm like genuinely humbled at the fact that those are some resources that yeah. this community has to offer. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely. I was thinking about some of the mentors that I had, you know, when we started everything. It was a thing with a mentor of mine who had worked on just massive brands. Is I, I, I knew him my whole life. I didn't even know no this was just a particular. super humble dude. And he just had worked on a national level doing mm -hmm. only TV commercials for huge brands that are international, national, like all over the place. And when the first time I sat down with him was a person wanting to get into like video production more around than you. Know, I was, I think when I first started talking to him, I said like, you know, my goals are, I want to get in the Chicago market, Detroit market. I want to like expand. Mm -hmm. And the first thing he said to me was, if you're doing anything creative, why are you not looking here first? There's a bird attacking. <laughs> if <laughs> he wanted in, <laughs> but it was basically he's, he was like there's co-host <laughs> yeah, there's so much happening here by itself that Nick <laughs> <laughs> I will get through this story god damn it I want to hear the story <laughs> I swear to god really dude but it's like this is so aspirational <laughs> but these, these chairs should be tightened though I know I want to hear the rest of your story <laughs> just say the lessons there's a lot of stuff going on you know, <laughs> In summary, is yeah. there a pot of gold? Maybe. <laughs> Connections. 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 I don't think we can sit next to each other, Esther. <laughs> I think this is it. I think we kind of egg each other. I think we know now. Nick feels like he's being picked on. 
that's just my life. But oh, it's because of stuff like the, the rice hole. No, that was a genius idea. <laughs> no, actually, I listened to that episode. It was a genius. Yeah, if you if you I, didn't I have to admit, <laughs> Jared... I mean, mine might have been like Taco Bell bean burritos, but I don't know how well those keep. Not as well as seven year old rice. So you, you know what carbs are? I do. You know how good they are for you? Yeah, it's a rice hole. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, starting the brand, was there... Was right, there? So, yeah, Sarah, your, your favorite <laughs> Was there... You missed that part. I already answered the question. Oh, yeah, Sarah's so. still here. She's, oh, hi, hi, Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> was there a point in time that you thought it wasn't going to work? Where you were like, okay, so maybe either things have changed since the beginning of this idea or maybe we bit off more than we could chew, but was there a point in time that you thought, okay, maybe Kalamazoo Social Media Week isn't actually going to happen? Gosh, you know, someone once described me this way and I never saw myself this way, but I'm a, I'm a perpetual optimist for some reason. And every time when I've started to feel like this is not going to work or something's coming up where this is going to be ruined or something... Something magical happens with Social Media Week where everything just comes together. What is Kalamazoo Social Media Week? Um, what is that looking like next month? It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's, there's a lot of things that are coming up in the future. I mean, actually, today is the closing registration. So, oh, um, no. So when this comes out, it'll be too late. Can we get You're in all free? Too late. Are we in free? I think, I think we should be. Elemental Media signed up because you're still sponsored. So you automatically got registered. Oh I'm now a part of Elemental. It's <laughs> not damn handsome. Do we, so. do we owe you like some content? Some content? Sarah yes. said you owed me okay. $500. <laughs> no, the thing is like we understand with everything that's going on. We're still recognizing all our sponsors regardless of what we get from you. Um, just because times are hard. Everybody still needs like promotion and support and partnership. So we're just going to do it anyway. And Why are just you the shout. best human? You know, if there's any parting words separate from social media on entrepreneurship, and I know um, Esther and Nick have been the recipients of this, is pay your entrepreneurs, whoever you work with, and second of all, feed them. <gasps> Can I just tell a real quick story? Can I say this? <laughs> also, yes, I'm sorry. But like genuinely, so um, we've done a little bit of work with Sarah on a, like multiple. Sarah, like I said, has her hands in everything. She's all over the community doing different things. So we've done a couple different projects with her um, outside of Kalamazoo Social Media Week as well. And so recently uh, that company reached back out to us wanting a little bit. Um, it was a very small amount of work done to a previous project that we had done just to kind of update it and keep it fresh for 2020. And as a thank you, Sarah did the best thing that has ever happened to us. She literally sent an entire gift basket of like soup and cookies to our office mm -hmm. on a night that we were I, genuinely, Sarah, we were working until I think one or two in the morning that that night. So it was the perfect timing. And all she said along with it was entrepreneurs should be paid and more importantly, fed. <laughs> Oh. It was a written note. It was a written that is note. Amazing. And I live by those words thoroughly. And I think those are the best closing words. Sarah, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. This is great. I'm so excited for I mean, this podcast. All, all kidding aside, I know we do that a lot, but but really, thank you. I think you've set the bar uh, in Kalamazoo for for what an entrepreneur and uh, what a brand and social media should be. So thank you. 